Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and that seems to have been the case for the Pelicans, thankfully. It was a lousy showing their their final game of the in-season tournament against the Lakers, but man, oh man, this team has really turned it on of late. Happy to welcome in Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of TheBirdRights.com, to talk about the current Pell situation. Uh, thanks for the time, as always, Ali, and always great to be talking uh, some positive Pell's news, and I think the health of this roster obviously is a a lot to do with that yeah absolutely steve and you're right that's an outlier that lakers loss <laughs> in las vegas over the last 25 games they've they, they, they've played fantastic basketball and they haven't lost by any games by double digits except for that one so like i said it's an outlier and a big part of that is what you just said they're healthy right and, and more importantly they're finding a rhythm not only has Jose been back for a while, it looks like he's finally found the rhythm, and that's what he's told us over the last couple of weeks. Larry Nance, he's been huge, right, these last four games. you got to think if, if Larry had been back, I don't think they'd probably lose at least one of those Memphis games and maybe even the Houston game as well, right? So suddenly we would be talking about potentially, right, potentially they might be on a 12-game winning streak. I mean, you lose three games by a combined five points. Yeah, really impressive. Like you said with Nance, uh, just so impressive what he's been able to do. Really seems to uh, help this team have some kind of attitude uh, about them. Uh, just wondering how you what you feel that he, he brings to this game and uh, to their game and just overall uh, what he's meant to this roster. And, Ollie, kind of piggybacking off of Steve, the block that he had on Anthony <laughs> Edwards last night, oh, like all ball, it was just a gorgeous block that he had. I mean – how, how much does that fire the team up that this 30-year-old veteran off the bench is doing stuff like that against one of the NBA's budding young superstars? Yeah, it absolutely does. Look, in his first game back against the Jazz, I think he had five steals, two blocks, and yeah. he fired up everybody in that game. And and then, of course, you saw it kind of probably rub off on Jose, the way he treated the Lakers, right, especially LeBron James, three steals there. And then you're right, just, just coming up with a key block last night. And, look, he wasn't alone. Right, let's give props. I, I saw Brandon Ingram get a swipe of Anthony Edwards, Najee well. Marshall, and Herb Jones. Right, I think pretty much everybody took a turn. <laughs> so yeah, that absolutely does permeate through a roster, especially when you're a team that plays on effort. Right, your defense first. So you, any kind of momentum you can draw off of a single play, as you guys probably know, definitely helps. It almost helps in any sport. 
Yeah, I mean, you're looking at it as well, Ali. We were listening to Zion's kind of post-game presser uh, earlier on in the hour, and he's talked about the defensive side of the ball is what keyed in that win last night. It was only the second loss that Minnesota suffered at home all season long. And, you know, when things kind of got tough, it was the defense that really stepped up and kind of kept Minnesota from ever going on that big run that we were all kind of fearing when the Pelicans opened up, you know, a 20-25 to 25 point lead. It's just like, oh, is Minnesota going to make that push? Are they going to make that push? And the Pelicans' defense really locked them down all night. Right, and that's why the Pelicans are able to get away, unlike most teams, with a, you know an average offensive night, right? Because the defense is so good. And look, here's one, here's one nice stat for you: over the last 25 games, nobody's had a better defense than the Pelicans. Mm. So when you combine that, like I said, with suddenly what you're seeing out of the way Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ are all basically seemingly getting 20 points a night, five assists. Well, suddenly you've got a perfect recipe for this team because you. You've got the role players. You've got them healthy now. And, and you even haven't had Trey Murphy, right, these last three games. So you're finally seeing, I think, what David Griffin envisioned when he made that trade for um, C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance. Toward that veteran leadership, to, with those guys being in the ears of these younger guys, I think the message is finally slowly getting through. And now, right, we're seeing Brandon Ingram playing defense, Zion Williamson, right, that huge block on Anthony Edwards, too. So, yeah. I, I just can't speak enough of, you know, honestly, the patience that the front office has given because it's a talented team. They just need to find their, you know, find their niche. And uh, I, I guess you've just got to say that, look, it takes time to figure things out, right? I mean, we're all talking about, like, who do you trade? What do you do to fix this team? Patience was the answer, wasn't it? Just kind of looking at this roster now that it's healthy, and I'm, I'm going to have to knock on wood here, Ali, obviously. <laughs> right. But, I mean, is this the deepest roster in the league, if you look at it, just you know, one to even ten or eleven, that all these guys can contribute and just game in, game out, and be effective, efficient players. It feels like it, especially when you consider right. Jordan Hawkins can barely crack, yeah. you know, get in the rotation nowadays, and he definitely deserves playing time. So yes, I, I definitely agree with that. They're, they've got to at least be considered a top three bench. I'm very curious to see how they'll play against the Clippers tonight, though. Right, we've been. You know, the Pelicans have had their number last three years to where they've really just taken it to them, but rarely have they ever faced them when they're full and healthy, right? Kawhi Leonard's often missed games where Paul George has sat out here and there. Now they've added James Harden, and, and that team look, has looked fantastic, right? They lost maybe the first four or five games once Harden came over, but since then, outside maybe the Pelicans and the Thunder and maybe just one or two other teams, nobody's been playing in the Clippers, and a big part of that is because they're probably just as deep. So... Yeah, guys, I'm looking so forward, if you can't tell, to tomorrow's game. And seeing really how the Pelicans didn't do on that five-game road trip, because we'll learn a lot. You can win once against a really good team, but can they continue this, right? Be consistent on a very tough part of the schedule coming up. Yeah, I know we've been bragging about the health, obviously, and the guy that has been missing time. You mentioned uh, Trey Murphy, also questionable still again for tomorrow's game with that left knee soreness. How concerned should we be about him after, you know, obviously, you know, coming back from injury and now dealing with that soreness in that left knee again? Yeah, it's a problem that it happened to the knee that he injured, which requires surgery, right? right? So, yeah, nobody was happy about it when that happened in the game against Memphis. Marcus Smart, of course, seemed to be a little bit reckless on that play, came down. And Trey's now missed three games. And I kind of, you know, was within earshot of him talking to one of the Nets players the other night. And it didn't sound like his return was imminent. So while he's listed day-to-day, he may miss another game or two. So that's unfortunate, right, because the Pelicans, as you know, guys, not only do they miss the shooting, but what you're building now is very important. 
So even if you have some adversity that comes up, at least when you're healthy, you want to build some kind of continuity in the flow where everybody knows their role. So when the playoffs come, you'll be ready for it. So that's why I want to see Trey back. Everybody else is healthy. I want to see how he can fit in with this group as well. You mentioned, obviously, a tough road run coming for this squad uh, after tomorrow night's game against the Clippers. But, man, oh, man, you look at the standings right now in the Western Conference. Uh, Pell's obviously right there in the mix with the the best of them uh, at six uh, right now with a 21-14 and 14 record. And you got the Kings, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, T-Wolves uh, just ahead of them. How high do you think that this team can really achieve in the West, are, are they a threat to be a, a top two or three squad? Ali, I kind of feel like you're going to see this Clippers team match up with the Pelicans in the playoffs in the first round. Like, I feel like mm. it's going to be a four, five, maybe three, six type of matchup wow, by the time okay. everything's said and done. That's kind of, I guess, my hot take <laughs> at the midway point of the season. If both these squads stay healthy, uh, the Clippers and the Pelicans, I could definitely see in a first round matchup. I just think both of them have staying power. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I hope to see, like, say, the Kings. Yeah, me too. Wood, first of all, they make the playoffs. But yeah, the Kings, maybe even Minnesota. I'm, I'm leery of, of a team that looks in place similar to the Pelicans, right? But they've got the experience. So I hope it's not the Clippers. But, yeah, to your point, though, Steve, I think they can get as high as four, right? I mean, that's the aspirations within the locker room for the last year and a half. And we're seeing it now. I mean, 25 games is a long sample size. And if you were to remove that Lakers loss, They'd be bar none the best team, right, in terms of numbers, um, basically any numbers over those last 25 games. So that's the majority of the season. So like like we always said, if this team can only stay healthy, if you can ensure that to a large degree, then, yeah, I think absolutely top four you can sneak in. Because, I mean, we've seen them. They've beaten Dallas. They've beaten Sacramento multiple times, Minnesota twice. There's nobody you really fear. So I'm very curious. That's why I think I'm very curious, and I think a lot of people should be, to see how they handle a really healthy uh, Clippers squad. They also beat the Clippers earlier in the year, as you know, Ali, in the in-season tournament group stage. Some Uh, guys were missing, though. Yeah. Yeah, but Norman Powell ended up being kind of that guy in the first half Mm -hmm. in that game. I remember that. But where are kind of the keys to kind of taking down the Clippers again and moving to 2-0 against them on the season? Well, I think the Pelicans, it's it's really a simple strategy. It's not always so much the matchup. It's just that can the Pelicans do what – Gets them, gives them the biggest possible chance to win, which, of course, is no easy looks, right? You, you've got to play with four, so you can't let somebody beat you up inside, get to the lane or the free throw line, of course, get a bunch of open threes, too. So the Clippers, they do that very well. They, they have one of the best pick-and-roll um, tandems in the game with James Harden running picks or rolls with whoever. And then in isolation, they're very good. I mean, they're just skilled basketball players, right? Paul George, multiple-time All-Star Kawhi. So you're not going to hold them to, say, probably under 20 points, 18 points. But what you want to do is make it a tough night. Therefore, you give yourself a chance to win. And that's what the Pels can do, right? you got Herb, Dice, and all of them. So stick to your game plan, nothing easy, and just limit them to one shot. I mean, that's been one of the biggest things over these last 25 games, guys. Pels at the start of the season couldn't rebound the ball. They couldn't close possessions. Now they've done a fantastic job since. And Larry's been even amazing since he's come back, right? Jonas Valanciunas was usually the only guy you looked forward to that you could trust. But now Larry's really kind of made a name for himself. And, hey, I know Zion hasn't had the biggest rebounding games the last two, but before that he was really up there, averaging the most rebounds he has uh, for his career over a five-game stretch. So I think they'll be all right as long as, they, like I said, they play to their strengths. 
Ali mentioned, obviously, Jordan Hawkins a little bit earlier. What's it going to take for him to get some more minutes in this lineup? I know he went down to Birmingham a little, uh, got called back up, but uh, or is it a case right now it's like because of this roster uh, being healthy and the way they're performing, it's just hard for the rookie to get to, uh, on the court? Yeah, right. That's why he went to Birmingham, just to kind of keep some rhythm and stay fresh. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens a few more times. I mean, unless it's a matchup where you really need his three-point shooting, it's hard to see him, you know, overtake either a Dyson or a Najee, especially with the way they're playing and, you know, Willie can trust him most nights. So other than that, then you got to look to maybe a trade happens that opens, you know, some playing time. But other than that, Pelicans are 10 deep right now. And as long as that stays the same, you really don't see it changing for Jordan. So also kind of, you know, you mentioned the tough Western, the tough schedule in January, Ali. Looking ahead, you play the Nuggets, you play the Mavericks, who are right below you twice, back-to-back games on January 13th and January 15th uh, in Dallas. And then you also have a couple games later in the month against uh, the Thunder at home, and then you hit the road to face the top two teams in the East at uh, Milwaukee and at Boston, and then you go to travel to face the Rockets, who are v- playing very well at home this season. Um Looking at this schedule, we kind of thought that the December stretch would, would have been a chance for the Pelicans to make a run. They lost a couple games, as you said earlier, three games by a total of five points in this stretch. But if you're looking at this January schedule and with how the Pelicans are playing, what's a realistic outlook for what the Pelicans can do uh, this upcoming month? Yeah, so if I remember right, it's 15 games. So what you're hoping for, because they are finding that rhythm, and uh, you know, you're getting contributions up and down the board, and B.I., C.J.Z., averaging about 60 points, 15 – or excuse me, 60 points, 15 assists, that you should be able to get some even tough wins. And we saw that last night. So eight and seven is what you hope for. Maybe even you can get a little greedier, nine and six, or things really go right, ten and five, because your opponent might be missing a player or two, a key player or two. So you don't want to, you know, pencil anything in. But I still feel pretty good. And I, like I said, I think it's great to have this test, especially before the trade deadline. I think David Griffin, the front office, wants to see it so that they'll know, do we stand pat or do we need to like fix a hole that opens up? And like I said, you'll be able to do that up until through close to the All-Star break, about second, third week of February. So I love this for them. Even if it doesn't go as well as I think Pels fans probably want, I think it's a great test. Curious your opinion, Ollie, dipping over to the Eastern Conference and an old friend in New Orleans. Poor Monty Williams and his Detroit Pistons obviously having a rough go this season. They're 3-31. and I know they're battling for Coach Williams. Uh, do you think that he's in any danger uh, of losing his gig over there, or is it kind of a situation where they know uh, the, what he's going through to rebuild this whole team and roster? No, he's definitely going to be fine. I mean, he just signed, what was it, a five-, six-year deal. And even the owner a week or two ago came out and said, look, Monty's job is safe. And when you're the Detroit Pistons, you're not going to fire him, pay the remainder of his contract, then bring in somebody new. It just doesn't make any sense. So they're going to be patient with Monty, you think, for at least two, maybe even three years, almost regardless of the results. The problem is, of course, if you lose the locker room, then what do you do, Right. Because that's the worry. It's a bunch of young guys. Yeah. Monty prefers veterans. And even the owner has said, I kind of want to win now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing what they shouldn't do, and that is trade for a veteran or two, trying to just add a few more wins. But that won't, wouldn't be the right move, right? The young team, you've just got to persevere through the tough times and hope that, you, that your young talent can grow. And while Monty's not the greatest at it, I do know that he is a pretty darn good coach. Right, almost anybody you talk to across the league seems right. to echo that sentiment. 
So I expect for them to actually get better, right, even towards the end of this season, but probably definitely next year. Ollie, one more thing with the Pels. Oh, one thing that's got to get better, the officiating when it comes to Zion Williamson. I think Charlie and I have been pulling our hair out uh, nightly when watching the games. Uh, just why are things seem th- like the, they're just differently uh, officiated when Zion's on the court compared to some other physical players in the NBA? The play Willie got teed up on <laughs> was just blatant. Yeah. It was He got fouled multiple times by multiple different players, and they didn't call anything. And it's just... I thought you and I talked about this a little bit off air, Ali. I thought you made a really good point. Yeah, I love, first of all, I love seeing Willie Green defend his player, especially coming off a game to where they missed another call, right? And Zion got teed up for it when obviously Mikael Bridges grabbed him, tried to wrap him up on a dunk attempt. And for whatever reason, referee saying right there, Mark Davis didn't call, didn't blow the whistle. So, yeah, that that's a major problem, right? Because you worry about is it going to potentially produce an injury or two. It happened right with Zion a couple of years ago to where even Griffin said publicly referees aren't calling the, um, his fouls closely enough, right? Paying attention to it enough because it resulted in a dislocated finger that ended his season prematurely. So you don't want to see that happen. The reason, Steve, I think my best guess as to why it's happening is the referees just aren't familiar with him. He took off an entire season, played 29 games last year, Right, so they don't really even know how to officiate him, right? How to watch him, and, and as to where, like with Joel Embiid, um, you name it. Give me any other top player. Referees know what to look for, how to referee and officiate them. They don't know how to do that with Zion, so that's why it gives you hope, right? Hopefully, that'll change soon. And when you've got two missed calls like that have just happened, you hope that maybe those changes will happen this year, right? Because there was pretty much of a big outcry by the Pelicans fans, social media, you name it, about it. I'm sure that caught the attention of the official's office. Yeah, it definitely seems like a terrible like hazing that they're putting him through. Like we're gonna you're gonna have to take this punishment until you prove yourself more. I don't know. Appreciate the time, Ollie. Hopefully this team can get a fifth straight win tomorrow night in Smoothie King Center. Clippers in town, and then like we said, it's a, a little bit of a road uh trip for the the birds and uh we'll be keeping in touch with you to keep up with the latest on uh the Pelicans. Make sure you go to thebirdrights.com. Always appreciate your time, Ollie. Absolutely, guys. And have a good weekend. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.